Recorded live. Good evening, and welcome to Lauren's podcast. Saturday, August 26, 2017, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tonight, we're going to talk about social engineering. Wikipedia's definition of social engineering is the psychological manipulation of people into performing criminal action or divulging confidential information. We as persecuted states, targeted individuals, are having criminal acts perpetrated against us. So my question tonight, social engineering, is it for our perps and facts? Are we also being experimented on the widespread use of social engineering? What type of society does that incur for humanity, for our lives, for our family, for our children? What is the agenda? We'll explore all those avenues as well as participation from key speakers tonight on the matter and how social engineering has totally affected their lives. Again, welcome. All comments and questions, agendas and ideals by my callers do not necessarily reflect my own views. However, I feel we can all learn something from the table. Again, I welcome you. Good evening, everyone. Does anyone have any views they'd like to address on social engineering at this time? Wikipedia calls it the psychological manipulation of people into performing actions or divulging confidential information. It's like a confidence trick. It was originally derived from social scientists. However, the computer technological informational security professionals have adopted this learning mechanism to manipulate. Are we just the experimental guinea pigs of how they want society to look? That everyone in one form or another is going to be manipulated? Then that makes me question other things than why the RICO violations, why the trafficking, why the illegal experimentation, why the blacklisting? Should we be as concerned about social engineering? Or do you all feel that it's simply we have enough to worry about by being targeted? Do we even worry about the perps? What I'm saying is What's being done against us, in essence, do the perps not have their own uh, slavery agenda that they are encaptured as well? They're making them perform social engineering. They are lying to other people, coercing them to do terrible things toward us. So I'm just wondering, social engineering, what is it all about? These are the questions I ask myself. Recently, we all had the um, 
privilege of listening to Brian, the whistleblower. He mentioned, in, all, in fact, all of his interviews, he's mentioned social engineering. He actually mentioned it so much that I kept thinking, well, what does that really mean? Coercion and manipulation. And if everyone is being conned to do something and we're all been the puppets, who's the puppet master? What hey, are you there? Yes. Hi, it's Marnie. Hi, Marnie. How are you? Good. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Uh, did you catch part of it, Marnie, about the social engineering? Um, well, I just I just got on your call and I didn't want to interrupt you, um, but yeah, I'm very familiar with that. <laughs> oh, great! I can't see you on the board. Well, are you Missouri? Um, I'm in North Dakota. Oh, okay. You're not coming up on my on my call or chat. Hmm. Okay, Marnie. Um, everyone, let's give a a warm welcome to Miss Marnie McCasson. And her first name again is Marnie, like Alfred Hitchcock. Remember the movie Marnie? Um, I love. It's one of my favorite, actually. Let's give her a warm welcome. And Marnie is going to briefly give us the details about social engineering. She's got a fascinating. Life. This woman is like the 2017 version of Sarah Connor. She's got this incredible spirit of activism. She's totally raising a very young son. And she's going to break down in her program um, a very weird, skewed angle that they want from you. Is that correct, Marnie? Um, yeah, well, I deal with, uh, I've, I've been in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've, I've been in the business of beautiful for many years, and I've seen the circling of this crime ring um, in the United States, uh, and that's exactly what they do is it's social engineering. Um, they will cause fear, uh, trauma. Uh, I've seen them, uh, as far as we've talked about uh, DCF and the human trafficking of children. Um, these women, a lot of them are single mothers. Uh, if they can cause them enough fear to displace their children uh, with parents or the other parent, if that's not a possibility, I've seen them go so far to turn them into DCF. Um, it's it's a manipulation. They have literally burnt my house down so that they could offer me a place to stay. So um, it's. Just wait, wait a minute. I want to let me go back to that one more second, Marnie. Wait a minute, everyone. I want. Are you picking up what Marnie's putting down? They burned this woman's house in order to offer you shelter. Is that what I'm getting out of this? Oh yes, they did it on Christmas. <laughs> wow, that's horrible. Um, what what they thought at the time? At the time, they were trying to drive me back to Florida because. Um, Throughout my flight, uh, it originated in Detroit, Michigan. Um, I fled for Las Vegas. Uh, It was consistent there. I went to Florida. And as soon as I arrived in Florida, uh, it was waiting for me there. I went to Los Angeles, from Los Angeles to Denver. In Denver, I was warned uh, by a um, retired detective out of Kentucky. I was warned not to go back to Florida that they would harm me. And um, I was very angry. I told them if they want to watch me, they will watch me in their living room. I'm going to pound on their damn 
doors. They won't have to look for me. I'll be on their porch. And he said, don't do it. Go to the FBI office. Don't do this. They're going to hurt you. I got down to Florida, and the police had thrown me in jail over and over. I was in for 30 days at one point in time that um, the jail guards, uh, the warden, everyone was, even people outside in the court system, was aware of what was happening. What they did was is they placed bets on me. They said, she's the smallest woman in there, but she's trained. You can put the three biggest girls on her, and she will pound the hell out of them blindfolded. So they had the three biggest girls dump liquid soap in my eyes at 3 o'clock in the morning and attack me. Oh, my God. Um, so, and, you know, and I'm, I'm, I grew up very, I grew up very fortunate in a very wealthy family and background. So none of these things are anything that I'm accustomed to. Um, as a matter of fact, this was the first time I had ever been to jail. So, you know, imagine my dismay. Um, although, you know, I did get one over on all three of them. The third one went running, but um, still nonetheless, <laughs> I, was, I was not comfortable at all. Um, sure. And then, and they don't care when they falsely arrest you, Marnie, that you have responsibility of raising your son. No, no. Well, they don't because we've spoke previously on the human trafficking of children in DCF. And what I've learned is every child that's taken gets a federal grant. That county gets a federal grant of fifteen thousand um, dollars. So when you add it up, a, a family of three. That's a $45,000 day for them when you think about it like that. So they're making a lot of money off of it. So, of course, they don't care. They're manipulating those situations. Um, In Daytona, uh, Daytona Beach, they raided my home on a Sunday evening. My son and I were in bed watching a movie. And uh, when they found nothing, they threw uh, oxycodone on my floor and tried to charge me with a felony. What they didn't realize was I'm a survivor of spinal meningitis. I literally should not be here right now. So I could get anything I want. So what I wanted to do after I showed the judge my medical records, I demanded that those officers or somebody explain to me why when I don't take my own medication, I would have purchased a street drug like that or a drug like that on the street. Um, and they had no explanation for it. Uh, even the judge looked at the two officers and said, what have you done? Exactly. exactly. But but yet all these records still, um, you know, all these records on me are still available. Um, when I got to North Dakota, I was literally running for Canada. And the state police here had proven that those officers were paid. They promised me that um, I would not ever experience any more harassment from uh, any law enforcement, not in the state, because they don't do what someone else tells them to do, was how it was put to me. And um, I'm feeling the effects of that now. Um, You're aware that I've been spending my weekends in jail um, fulfilling out their 15-day sentence on um, unpaid fines. I was I believe, three months behind on a $15 a month fine um, due to uh, helping an elderly elderly couple here, um, and he's been going through chemo. So 
I've been kind of distraught and very busy doing that and taking care of that. But um, when the neighbors across the street took that rifle and they shot our puppy over and over and over again in our front yard, um, when the police showed up, they arrested me. And they have still yet pressed charges against the people across the street that took a rifle to my puppy. So I'm I'm feeling the effects of um, the police involvement here all of a sudden, but it was also brought to my attention by one of their unknown street theater um, people that they're here now. They they did let me know that they're here now, and and I'm feeling it. What's the purpose when you mentioned uh, at the beginning, Marnie, about social engineering? You're very familiar with it, uh, based on you know your career in the entertainment industry. What well, what does it really mean? To explain it to us. What does it have to do with these false arrests? You're not a criminal. You've done no wrong. Yet they almost put you in jail. Am I right? Uh, you have to go to jail two one to two days per week to pay some bogus fine. Um. Yeah. I'm I'm sitting in jail three days a week. Um, I this week will be my last week. That'll be five weeks of it. And um, but my, my greatest recognition in social engineering is I, I can recognize um, I can recognize when um, I, I see a woman that's being circled, that that is um, being targeted. Uh, you can see it in the psychology of their actions. And uh, I have gone to. I've gone to. Can I ask you a question, real quick? I want to ask you one quick question, Marnie. Can you describe to to us um, what are the actions that you can tell a woman is being targeted, circled? Um, they're they're very uh, the isolation. The, the fear drives you to isolate yourself, and that's what they want. You question everything. You question everyone because it's a street theater, and the fear that they're causing. Um, like right now, uh, what I'm going through uh, recently, most recently, in the past three weeks, somebody has been outside of my home with a cell phone ring. So you know that they're out there. Um, yesterday we found a Ouija board that was left in our front yard. Um, a Ouija board? From the, the, you know, the people who, is it the occult? Ouija board? Yeah. yeah oh, the, um, what, what's that supposed board. to mean? Uh, they made a homemade Ouija board. They left it near, in, in the front yard. Um, and that's how uh, stalkers manipulate people that they're stalking. They leave gifts. They, they leave their presence. You know that they're there, and you know oh. they won't stop. But, uh, Marnie, you're breaking a little bit. Can you, um, I'm losing transmission on you for a minute. Can you hear me now? Yeah, it's a little bit clearer. Um. Yeah, well, we can hear them out. We're on five acres in the middle of nowhere, and you can hear them outside of the house. Uh, they they broke in the floodlights out here, um, so that it's completely dark. You can't see anything. Um, you can hear them out there all the time. Um, we are unable to sleep at all or sleep anymore. Um, I may be I, I may be living on two to three hours of sleep every night. So um, you can you can see it in a targeted woman that this is happening to. You can, you can see the fear. You can see the exhaustion. You can see that whenever anyone is apparently.
you trying to breaking a little bit. I want to make sure I explain that. You can see uh, the woman is isolated, alone, anxious, exhausted, tired, sleep deprivation, sleep deprivation, probably. Oh yeah, it's it. You know, it involves everything. It's very traumatic experience. Damn it. And like I explain, like I explain um, whenever I'm speaking, uh, in regards to stalking, which is basically what they're doing, and that's what the street theater is, is on a gang level. It's not just an individual. And the reason that they use the, the gangs or the groups of people are so that you can't pinpoint anyone. You can't go to the police and give them a name. It's always a different person. It's always a different stranger. And they always have something very personal information on you. Uh, they're placing downloads on these women's phones. They're GPSing them. They know their every movement. They hear all their conversations, whether it be through text. Um, a lot of these downloads even have um, vocabularies that you can place. So if a word is spoken in a text, it automatically alerts the people that are watching them. And you or I or anyone can make this purchase. I mean, I can go online right now and place one on your phone and listen to you. Um, and it's a federal crime, but the problem with the federal crime is is um, locating the person that purchases it, and these companies are set up in other countries. So this is um, uh, the legalities. They advertise it as a legal service, and if it's a parent purchasing it to place on their child's phone or it's a spouse whose phone happens to be also in their name, then it is legal. But for me to do it to you or anyone who just choose to do this, it's a federal crime. Um, now, forensics, FBI forensics, is now able to take the um, technology that has these downloads in them, and they can trace them back to the company they were purchased from and get the um, the, the Visa or the credit card numbers that they were purchased with, and, and they're actually able to prosecute these people now. So um, that's what I'm doing is uh, I've been working on a federal petition demanding that our federal government provide targeted individuals with an office that specializes in, in isolating these downloads and getting prosecutions on the people that are placing them. Um, that would put a great end to this, but, you know, we need that. Um, yes, we do. When, um, when you talk about um, social engineering, the, the greatest vice is fear. And there was, um, as a matter of fact, there was one, one woman, and I knew her well. So I knew there was the same people involved in doing this to her that were doing it to me. Uh, I was able to get her into my home. Hello? Oh, hi, Marnie. I'm sorry about that. It was some noise in the background. I was trying to clear the room. Excuse me. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know where I lost you at. Uh, the the one individual, the one the one woman, I, I managed to get her into my home. And she had, uh, I told her, I said, I know this is being done to you. This is happening to me. Um, at the time, they were watching me through my computer cameras. They had hacked them, and I, I didn't, I couldn't understand how they could see inside of my home. But I told her, I said, um, you, you need to fight with me. 
You need to fight this with me. Um, we're, she, um, she literally curled up fetal position in the corner of my dining room, crying and begging me to stop talking out loud because they can hear everything you say, and I'm afraid for my daughter's life, she kept saying. I'm afraid for my daughter's life. Just stop. Stop talking. Please stop talking. And I told her, I said, your daughter's next, okay? If you don't get up and fight with me and risk your own life, your daughter's next. That do they really? Would they really start um, circling your uh, single woman's children after that? Is that true, Lonnie? Will they? Well, these men were involved in targeting her prior to the birth of this child. So, what more pleasurable thing to do to follow follow this beautiful little girl throughout her childhood and watch her and target her on into her adulthood? Um, I don't see how it's you know. Um, Marnie, may I ask a question that still puzzles me? When these men circle uh, single mothers, what do they want? What what do they really want? I'm trying to understand. Um, Well, the social social engineering is a performance of usually three to four other men. Um, It's very similar to thieves and how thieves' uh, household break-ins work. Um, You have your confidant, your friend, um, you have the man that will take you to dinner and lead you away from the house and the one that breaks in. They do this quite often so that they can get into your personal space and manipulate things. They might not do anything, but they will deliberately um, place something. They will let you know that they've been there or been in your house. And it's all fear tactics. Um, the fear is so that you eventually, um, you know, there, there's a man that you would uh, be absolutely crazy about. They know everything about you because they're listening to everything you say um, and everything that's spoken in your home. So uh, they know who you are very attracted to, and they will have that involved, rip your heart out, and then the man that truly wants you. It's, it's like driving cattle through manipulation. And the social engineering comes in through the cause of fear so that you'll run to, you know, um, you'll run to this one specific person. Um, It's human trafficking in another form. See, they don't want a mail-order bride. They don't want somebody that's human trafficked from another country um, because they, they want an American woman. They want somebody that's familiar with their culture. They want what they want. And they're going to get what they want irregardless as to who it hurts. Um, I know and I'm aware of one case, uh, this man set it up so that this woman's children were taken by DCF. He came rushing in. Uh, He had a home. He had money. And he told her, and of course, she was not his interest, but um, he said, well, you don't need to rent this uh, three-bedroom apartment anymore and spend the money because the children are gone. You can come and live with me and I will help pay for an attorney. I'm going to help you get your children back. These are the vices that they use. Um, unfortunately, and what she wasn't aware of, was he was the one that had those children taken from her. And anyone that's familiar with um, the family court system knows, and especially in a larger city, uh, any large city, such as Vegas, Detroit, any large city, it's going to take a year to get into that court system to even try to fight 
for your child. So now this man has this woman available to him. She's broken down. Um, she's He's her only option. He's offering her help. He's actually paying for an attorney, which is, and he has her to himself. And he's got a year to decide whether or not he wants her. He's got those children out of his way, and he's cooperating with the police department or whomever is involved in the children, you know, the the child trafficking to DCF, where they're getting these federal grants for $15,000 per child that's taken in. So, you know, it's a very efficient uh, program, and they're making quite a great deal of money by uh, driving women, such as a barnyard animal. I mean, they might as well, uh, they might as well go fuck a goat. <laughs> you, you ain't lying about that. Uh, you know what, Marnie? What I'm telling you, blowing my mind. Wow. Just when I thought I knew enough in this so-called program about trafficking, you, oh, my God, and you have drawn the parallels to social engineering. Um, he has a year to decide if he wants her or not. That's a lengthy 12 months. It's a lengthy test drive, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you know, and he can and he can eliminate her at any given time because what you need to realize is such an, as in real estate, uh, these women are looked at as chattel. They are nothing more than a mere fixture. They have no value. Um, they're just, it's like purchasing a vehicle. And when you're t- talking about um, men, a lot of these men, they're, they're big businessmen, they're, club owners, um, you know, they have their contacts with the police department. Everybody's paying everybody else. And, and, you know, and so this is where, you know, the human trafficking comes involved is because this is it's a paid-for project. It definitely is. Um, and when you're talking about an individual, say, um, I know that uh, companies, they can purchase downloads for cell phones that they give to their employees and they can purchase licenses for, like, say, by the hundreds. And they can do it for $1,200 will buy you 100 licenses. You can download 100 phones, and you know exactly where your employees are. Uh, That's legal uh, through, you know, as long as the purchaser of the download is the purchaser of the phone, you can legally do this. Um, Just like the computer systems in large companies, they can put those downloads on their computers so they can see if their employees are, um, you know, surfing the web versus actually doing the work. Um, if they're doing Facebook instead of doing their work, uh, you can legally do this on a corporate level. But um, they're using these devices um, on individuals that they're not legally allowed to use them on. And that's that's the biggest problem. If, if we could, like I said, get that, get a, specified office that works um, just on these cases and with as many as there are through the FBI, then we could really take it and make a dent in it. You know, it would be... All right. Yeah. Take it uh, Take it to exactly uh, an investigative mode to bring in legislation and laws and, and start arresting them. Um, Marty, I don't want to, you know, distract, but I've got to know when I'm talking to you. Uh, without a doubt, these men of means, they would have to have money to set this up. 
to shadow yeah. a woman. Exactly. Uh, and, and, they, and you know, what, what do they look like? I just, I'm just curiosity. What do they look like? Anyone famous? Or are they gross? Or wh- what's up? Um, well, you know, they're, they're human individuals, so they're pretty much all snowflakes. They, they you know, various sizes, shapes, and mentalities, um, social levels and skills. Um, but when when you're talking about um, when you're talking about a, a say a spending a thousand dollars on uh, downloading one specific woman's computers and her phones and and paying a couple guys to scare the living life out of her. So she's literally afraid for her life and her children's lives. You know, even if they that costs them five thousand dollars, you're talking about, um, you know, a man that's wearing a forty thousand dollar Rolex. It's it's you know drop it's it drops in the bucket. It isn't anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cause, you know, it means it's not very much to basically destroy a woman's life. Well, and, yeah, and, you know, most of these men, um, a lot, you know, they're. Uh, you know, they're, they're club owners. The other guys, they'll, they'll do specific jobs and, and they get to, you know, pass the pot. Um, they might not have money, but they'll be the creator of fear or they'll be the heartbreaker so that they get the peace and enjoyment out of the woman. And, you know, and they might or might not be getting paid. But, um, you know, one man, um, one man that I'm fully aware of that does this just for fun um, I'm not sure how much fun he's having now because I've destroyed his business personally. Um, he drove a quarter million dollar, quarter million dollar Lamborghini. So I mean, what, what is money? What do you what exactly? Is, you, exactly. You know, it's like it's like purchasing a puppy. It's like you or I purchasing a puppy and and telling it what to do and putting it in a cage. You know, or putting it on a leash, and, and we feed it, and, and it's happy, and we treat it well, and so we think we're doing a good thing. And this is their mentality, and this is how they view women. Wow, it's very um, um, a misogynist. Do they hate women? Um, I don't know that it's uh, necessarily a, a hatred, um, but it is a, a lack of value and a lack of respect. Um, they're not looked at as human beings. Um, like I said, they're looked at uh, as an item, as, uh, you know, um, as an I accessory. Guess never, oh, as an accessory. But when you do something to defy them or you do something that angers them, um, they will uh, punish you. They call it punishing. You know, they will punish you. Is how so they put it. Ah, punish you. Are they punishing you, um, Marnie, because you uh, because of your defiance? Are are you basically not getting with their program, their agenda? They want you to offer yourself <laughs> to one of these men. Um, you know, I have um, I have them come at me, and they have them come at me in droves. I've I've uh, been experiencing this and witnessing it for fifteen years, and. Um, Every, you know, I'm I'm always getting. How did she know? You know, so, uh, yeah, I, it's, I, I have said to them more than a few times. You know, I'm an educated woman. Uh, I have my master's degree in business. Uh, you can take my money. You can't take my mind. There's a lot you can do to me, but you can't take my intelligence. And ignorance just doesn't recognize intelligence. And and 
And when somebody believes that they know everything and they're better than you and they're more intelligent than you, um, the truth is they're really not. And, um, you know, and I think I think they've become so accustomed uh, to fucking dumb-dumb that they think everybody is dumb-dumb and that they can't wrap their head around. Uh, a lot of times they don't know how I know, um, they can't understand how I know what it is I'm even talking about. But one thing that they don't realize about me and don't understand about me is I, I come from a powerful woman. Uh, my mother was one of the first women ever nominated to run for governor of the state, and uh, she owned and operated the largest mechanical contracting company in the Tri-County area of Detroit for 30 years. So uh, we were in the business of, you know, being the boss of men. This is something else that they're not used to. They're just, uh, you know, it's an unfamiliar, unfamiliar type to them, I suppose. Um, but, you know, at the age of 18, when I was hiring and firing $60 an hour journeyman plumbers, okay, there's not much you're going to, you're just not going to pull the wool over my eyes. You know, I was raised to be a boss. I, that's just how it was in my world. I was raised, you know, to, to run the show. And so, um, I have been trained to evaluate uh, human beings as far as, you know, where their talents lie and where the best place, you know, where the best placement is for them. Um, so, you know, a lot of these guys are low-level employees. And, you know, I was, I even had to say to one of them at one point in time, um, you know, I was raised not to fuck the help. You know, <laughs> that's basically what are you calling me to help? And I said, well, yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, so uh, and, and they're not coming from a high intelligence level themselves. And, you know, it takes it takes an intelligent man to be comfortable with an intelligent woman or it takes a completely ignorant man to not have the faculty to recognize the intelligence of an intelligent woman. You see what true. I'm saying? Very well so, Very true. Uh, because it's not going to balance, you know what I'm saying? You struggle with each other. Too different, you know what I mean? It, yeah, it's very difficult for me to have a conversation with a man that, that doesn't understand my depth. That You know, communication is the number one connection when it comes to human beings, and especially, um, you know, in, in relations on those yeah. levels. Yeah. Uh, if you're not on the same level, there really isn't much to discuss. And when you don't have anything else, nothing to talk about or uh, common experiences to share, then, you know, you're, you're just in a dead zone. Um, I guess that makes me go to another question. So their whole scheme of things in these men that think of women as chattel, if the communication is off, this can't really jump off. Is that correct? Um, well, you know, I just, I recognize what's coming at me. I've said, um, every time and too often, uh, if you want to send somebody to manipulate me, you're going to need somebody highly intelligent. You know, you can't send a boy to do a man's job. (laughs) And I'm, (laughs) and you know, I'm looking at children when you're looking at the maturity and the intelligence level, you know, I'm wanting to see 
children is what I see. Um, a bunch of snot-nosed little brats that don't know any better, <laughs> you know, and that just does not fare well with me. So, uh, well, I'm, yeah. I'm worried. I'm worried, Marnie. When we use that coin, social engineering, are they trying? Uh, you know, for the masses, and they they really probably see all of all of human beings chattel. Are we supposed to to act like that term is cool, like politically correct? Because I, I do see it not only in our community; it's kind of popping out on the mainstream media. Social engineering. Social engineering. Well, you know, one of the things that they do is they're using similar techniques as the KKK, and um, and they yeah they use a, it's a lot of the same techniques they use. Um, mm-hmm. What you're dealing with, what you're dealing with, uh, yeah, Fear, yeah. Uh, they would hide their identity. If anybody is not aware, what Marnie just said, the KKK and their tactics toward their history of tactics, especially towards African American, they would terrorize them mainly at night. Everyone, so that's a terror. They had sheets over their head, so you could not see their faces. That's terrorizing, intimidating, fear. Um, yes. Uh, torches. So a lot, and um, yes, they would commit not only violence or or up to that level before a violent act was committed. Again, terrorizing, fear. Oh yeah, it's it's constantly terrorizing. Um, it was like when I had gotten dressed to take my son to the um, grocery store and a strange man I've never known, seen before or otherwise, walks up to me in the grocery store while I'm with my son and describes my underwear. Oh, no. Think about that. This is when they were hacking my computer cameras. And at the time, uh, technology was moving much faster than law enforcement or uh, a common man's consideration. So... Uh, it was, I mean, yeah, it's constant terror. Um, and now when you talk about these groups, the only way you can convince an individual to um, bring harm to or terrorize or cause fear, damage, or hurt to someone that's never done anything to them, someone that they're unfamiliar with and don't know, is through ignorance. It's the vice of ignorance. So what you need to understand is that the people that are placed higher up in in this circle of this system, they, they're using this and they're manipulating their own people even more so than they are their target. Um, these are, it's like any gang mentality. You have kids in the hood joining gangs um, because they're, they're lacking in family. They're looking for acceptance. They have low self-esteem. So if you allow them to feel as though they're a part of something and they're special and um, they're privileged and this is why, yeah, you can go harm them and, and patting them on the back to do good things is because they're so lacking in any kind of acceptance, circle, approval, that they will damn near do anything for it. Oh, gosh. So um, this is, is how there, this is, in this when they circle this woman, these, these teams. Is there objective? Does do any of them chattel um, commit and marry this woman, uh, Marnie, or is it just a big game to have her separated, close to a year without her children? 
after a year, yeah, I guess to finish the story, after a year, have some of the this men, man of means, when he's test-driven for 12 months and he decides, no, I don't want her, does she get the kids back? Um, if this man is capable of convincing her that he is his hero and she buys it, yes, maybe. Um, but what these, a lot of these women, and a lot of the women don't recognize this is even happening to them, um, they have, uh, I've literally heard women have said to me, oh, it, you know, thank God he came into my life when he did. Everything was going wrong. Everywhere I turned, it was a mess. And, um, you know, now I'm living the lap of luxury in a beautiful home, and, and which you also need to understand um, on a level of uh, personal perception and individuals is the fact that um, numbers vary, okay? So you can discuss things on a million-dollar level with some individuals, whereas, you know, you talk at a thousand-dollar level to others, and a thousand dollars is a lot, whereas you talk to, you know, if, if you tell, if you try to describe this most awesome $30,000, wow, I can't believe it, my dream car Mustang to a man driving a Lamborghini or a Rolls, he's just going to laugh at you. So, um, you know, it, it depends on, a lot of it depends on, again, the the, um, the raising of the woman and what she's accustomed to in the numbers. Um, the, more, the more comfortable people are with numbers and larger numbers, the more successful they become based on a psychological level because, they're not afraid of those numbers, you know. Um, so you, in, in so much of this, every bit of this is, is based on psychology and the psychological level of the individual. Like I said, the street theater people are being psychologically manipulated with acceptance and, um, you know, that pat on the back and you're special and, you know, and being, getting to be a part of something. Uh, a lot of people in groups that are involved in this that are working together are um, uh, MC groups, and, you know, that's what they do. They, they, they're they in a brotherhood. It's an acceptance. Uh, or, or even the police departments, it's a brotherhood. It's an acceptance. The Masons, it's a brotherhood. It's an acceptance. And um, most recently, and only most recently, have the Masons allowed women to be involved with them or in their dealings, um, it, which is, you know, uh, more or less um, like, um, I would say, parallel to our allowance, women's allowance to vote in the United States. We actually had to fight for them, <laughs> you know. So um, it, it's the same mentality. That's not changed. Um I, when you look at somebody that's prejudiced, a man that's prejudiced, he doesn't just hate blacks or Jews. He hates women, too. And, and it might not even be hate, but they, they are above them. And um, in this, this circling, um, although I've seen different races involved in it, um, because it, the, the branching is, is to such an extent, you know, I'm sure that I don't even have a grasp on it entirely, um, but I'm good with psychology. 
Another thing um, with the stalking and the gang stalking and the street theater, the mentality, the psychological profiling of a stalker is that they are above everyone. They are above the law. They are above the person that they're stalking. And they are only doing good. They're doing you favor. Um, so, uh, and, and what a lot of people that don't understand or haven't experienced this is the dozen roses left on your porch, that's a fear trigger. And people would say, well, gee, you left your roses. Why are you afraid? But they don't understand the extent of fear that's been caused. Um, in terms of the roses on your porch, um, it, it's the fact that you know that every time you've been away with, from your home with him, somebody has gone through it, somebody he sent. And, and there's different things that they will rub in your face so that you know. Um, these clubs, uh, the clubs are the worst for it, especially the ones with the valet. They take your keys, and they will send someone to your house while they're watching you work. You know, I've heard that, um, guys. I want to slow that down a little bit. Watch these trafficking rings. And as Marnie uh, this evening is describing, trafficking rings can operate a little different. I'm trying to make sure I have my fix on this type of game of traffickers. They usually work by three men, as she described. One will be, uh, we'll call him the guy pursuing the woman, the, you know, the man. Uh, now, the other two are working in the background. So that means one guy's going to keep breaking in your house, your, your crib, where you live. And what's the third guy going to do, Marty? Um, well, you know, I've, I've had experiences with women. Uh, you're not safe with females, even. Um, you know, I've I've often wondered what is the bias that they have on women that would do this to other women. Um, but uh, you know, I'm I'm not really certain. Um, oh wait, of- I want to let's back that up. I don't want to get this confused. I I understood a trio of men will circle a woman, but you're telling me women will be a part of this brotherhood? Is that what you just say? Oh yeah, uh, your your best friend, your best friend, uh, your woman. Well, I, I, you know, Marnie, please give me, oh, give me a few minutes to really, really, let me take a deep breath here. Wait a minute. Everybody listen real carefully what Marnie just said. Pick up what she's putting down. Not only in the brotherhood of a man, which we can, as women, see a threat. Other women align themselves with this brotherhood. Yes, and they, they send these women because... Um, like me, for instance, it would be very easy for me to go into a club this evening and um, convince uh, a group of young girls or women that I'm uh, a safe person. Uh, women tend to trust women more. They might question a man, whereas, uh, you know, they, they're, they're constantly using women. Uh, that's how a lot of the, the low-level um, pimps <laughs> that's funny. Low level pimps, that's what they do. <laughs> <Low> level <laughs> I don't know what you would call it. Um, but yeah, I mean like I said, not a part of my world. But yeah, that that's um they employ a female to gain the confidence and um convince uh these young girls that are um damaged on some level, uh with a void, a you know, vacancy sign, and they recognize that, and and they'll get them involved in drugs. 
Um, there was one case here, the first um, the first case ever went to court here in this small town on human trafficking. Um, they literally, the, the girl won, this younger girl's confidence, um, was able to convince her to do drugs with her, gave her enough of them that she got her into the hotel. And when this girl finally um, came to, she was tied to a chair and they continued to shoot her up with drugs until they could untie her because of her dependency. Um, they tied her up and, and kept uh, giving them to her until she was begging for them. And then once that, that's the vice they use, and, and that's how they get them to sell themselves on those lower levels. Um, because this girl now has a chemical dependency that she needs to pay for and is willing to do anything to maintain it. And, you know, it's it's just amazing. It's amazing. And, it, and it's always, like I said, in, in all these realms, it's all uh, psychologically based on, you know, the lack of, I don't know, self-confidence, self-esteem. Um you know, that's that's something else that I've never really necessarily had a problem with. Um, you know, so it's, you know, not a vice for me. Um, fear, I've, I've been trained in uh, a few different martial arts. Um, I'm certified with the NRA. Uh, I was an only child. I was raised um, not to be very masculine, but I was raised in a male-orientated business and to defend and protect myself. So, um, you know, these men, they, they come in my backyard and wander around at 3 o'clock in the morning with their cell phones ringing and, and manipulating things, so making enough noise so that you know they're out there. And I'm, you know, I'm the one that's going to come outside and bludgeon them to death. I don't care. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so this is why, you know, that's another reason they're fear. They're, they're trying to manipulate fear or cause fear only angers me. So um, it, I'm, I'm quite the opposite of what they're accustomed to, and, but that's how I was raised. And it's got everything to do with it. It's got yeah, everything to do with it. It does, because I want to go over one angle a little bit quiet, you guys. Again, just when we think we know a lot about various games angles of human trafficking. This one is a bit uh, more up close and personal because I know women are using the um, traffickers that have immunity jobs, such as, you know, a female doctor, a counselor. They can be of a trafficking ring and get them more in the daytime, but I never knew they would get that up close and personal to pretend to be a BFF, and that stands for Best Friends for Life or some shit. How can you spot them, Marnie? Is she too chummy or... Is she trying to always gear gear women to hang out more or do probably do lascivious criminal acts like do drugs or skip school, something like that? Um, well, you know, actually, the, um, uh, I've, I've always been a type of matriarch or a mentor. So I actually thought that I was taking them under my wing and helping them. And um, so I... You know, uh, I tend to be a very helpful person. Mm-hmm. I seen, uh, like I said, I, I think more. Um, I think more with a man's mind than I do a woman's. I'm not codependent or uh, dependent. I'm independent, and um, I'll see 
a, a struggle or a need or, um, you know, trouble. And um, I come racing in. And so uh, it, where, you know, the fault would lay with me. But they also knew that about me. you got to remember, they're, they're psychological manipulators. And that's how the social engineering comes in, and that's exactly what it is. is what is it going to take? If we do X, Y, and Z, um, she'll do A, B, and C. So, uh-huh. yeah. mm-hmm. so they're looking to see, they know if they do this, this is, this is the reaction that they're going to get from you. And, and that's another, um, that's uh, a lot of trial and error also. They spend a lot of time getting to know everything about you and getting to know you personally. Wow, yes, you do. You're right. You're absolutely right. That's what the social engineering is, is if I do this, it's going to cause this person to react in this way. And uh, that's why, you know, I call it hurting or, you know, manipulation, hurting. Um, you know, that's why, I, that's why I'm always making reference to barnyard animals. You know, if I crack the whip, the cow runs. Mm. <laughs> you know. No, no, I no, I appreciate that. Crack the rip, the cow will run. You know what? Because you're breaking it down to give us what understanding. Thank you, Marnie. Keeping it simple, stupid with me, please. You guys, are we picking up what the real definition of social engineering? Because I've been hearing it in the community solidly for the past two weeks, and somebody kept telling me, "No, no, no I'm going to look this up." I said, "Oh my God, it's manipulation." Because there is rolling off the tongue as if it's harmless. Listen to me, guys, right quick, and listen to Marnie. Social engineering will do harm, okay? It is not harmless. It's not just a coin term that we're speaking now because it's 2017. It's of great danger. And what they have in store for us, they consider us cows, and if they hit the crack the whip on our bums, we'll, you know, get going. Well, and, you know, and a lot of them would say that's not true and she's lying because they're coming from a um, – a, a white male privileged persona. So they actually feel like they're doing poor little you a favor. (laughs) What are they smoking? (laughs) They are above. They are above everyone. And and especially when when you combine this mentality and this thought process with business and success and high regard from other men that think, oh, I want to be like you. Um, it just, you know, it's, it's like taking a nobody. You can make anyone a movie star. It's a matter of money. A billboard costs $50,000. You find somebody with a quarter million dollars, they put up five billboards, and you're famous. Okay? So, um, you know, it's always, it's, it's always a matter of money. But, uh, you know, it's like taking this little person and all of a sudden they're an overnight success, they're an overnight movie star, and it goes straight to their head. All of a sudden they're special. They're better than everybody else. Um, they, They lack the concept of gratitude and gratefulness for their luck. It's no longer luck, it's deserving to them. It belongs to them, and and um, they, you, you know, it, it's it's you know, you can take 
You can take a kid off the farm and make him a movie star, and all of a sudden you're looking down your nose at everybody. So it's, uh, you know, it's a concept of it just goes straight to their heads. And, you know, not only were they raised that, you know, you, um, and, and, you know, and it is the white male privileged American man. And it's become yeah. pathetic. It has become yeah. pathetic. We can go blow up any country. We can do this. We're the world power. We're the world police. And and now we're going to do it to our neighbor. Oh, it, oh my God. Now we're so going to do this. Did you guys pick that up? Now we're going to do this to that. Now we're going to do this to our neighbor. Unbelievable. Just when we, they, you know what, everyone, just when we thought we are beginning to know it all, um, I'm so appreciative, Marnie, that you were able to join us tonight to break down social engineering. It, uh, maybe because I heard it for the past two weeks too much. It bothered me, guys. And I don't know what it was. I looked it up and I'm like, okay, now I know why it bothers me. But now that you broke it down even simpler, I'm the cow. They'll crack, <laughs> they'll crack my bum and then I move. Uh-uh, hurting us, you guys. That's what they think of us, hurting us like animals. Well, it's the foundation, it's, it's the foundation of targeting individuals. Um, it, it's what they use. Uh, you know, it, it's mm. like a magnet. It, you know, by um, sometimes magnet push, sometimes they pull. Which, what will this one do when I do this? And um, they, they actually have people. You know, they're they're educating people. They they specialize in this. This is you know, this is yeah. a proclaimed talent for some um, of these people. I think it is. Um, Marnie, um, are you ready to answer um, a few of the questions? Because we've been going, and I want to make sure everyone's keeping up. Um, you've given us solid, uh, profound information. Um, everyone, if you have questions, I see someone has their hand up right now for Marnie. Just go ahead and star eight. I can see you on the board. Um, so we can um, keep abreast because... Um, Marnie's given us a lot of information, and if she continues, I want to make sure we get real clear understanding. Well, one most valuable thing that I really try to make sure everyone understands is um, in stalking cases, when you look at the statistics, 75% of uh, women and people that are stalked on these levels are murdered. Uh, 20% 20 commit suicide. Um, and then 5% coexist in this completely damaged and, and utterly lifestyle that would never be chosen or have been um, if it wasn't for, you know, the the victimization. Um, when you go to the police or a woman says, I'm being stalked, and they turn to the police, the law enforcement, this is what they will tell you. Now, if that's not a great fear, uh, you know, they told me prepare to be murdered. That's what they told me. Prepare to die. Um, when I said, "Well, what, what are the chances we're going to get this guy?" You know, they, they laughed at me. It's like being diagnosed with cancer, and it's terminal. This is horrible. And then the more and more your defiance when you fight them the more, uh, again, social engineering, they're going to say, okay, we know, your, we know your weak spot, so we'll just keep pressing on the weak spot, so we'll get you to, remember, we're going to do X, Y, Z, so you'll do A, B, C. 
Well, and the fear will drive you. The fear will drive you to isolation. It'll it'll silence you. Uh, it will do a lot of things. But whereas, like I said, I operate quite differently than anything they're accustomed to. If you threaten me in my life, my son's life, I'm going to stand at the highest peak and scream at the top of my lungs. And I'm going to let everybody know. Because yeah. the more yeah. people yeah. that are aware, mm-hmm. the more people I have watching me and the more people I have listening to me is, is a greater security on my life because they know people are watching. They know people are listening. They know that they're waiting to hear from me again. And um, and with, they, they really put, tried to put a vice on me most recently with the shooting of my dog and uh, they had the police. Three different individuals I've never heard of before has called the police on me saying I'm abusing my dogs and um, sent the police here, which I had to actually bring it to the police. I had to sit with the sheriff and bring it to their attention. Listen, I don't know these people. I've never heard of them. I, I don't recognize their names, and they all live in town. I'm out in the rural on five acres. You can't see my dogs from the road, which means they would have to trespass to make that for, for that even to be knowledge to them. For that to be possible for them to say they know that this is happening, they would have to trespass on this property. Otherwise, considering the fact that there's three individuals I've never heard of, they're using you and they're manipulating you and using you as a vice to try to manipulate me. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Because And they, and they looked at me and I said, well, you're the ones that keep showing up here. And I gotta explain this to you. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. It's Honey, the we're just gonna take over. Oh, and we haven't stopped. It's just that a lot of information, and people are raising their hands. And we will, if we have time tonight, Marnie, we will continue. But it's been uh, about an hour, and I want to make sure everybody is really picking up what Marnie's putting down. We grow from understanding. Uh, give us a about a minute, Marnie, and we're going to resume with questions, okay? And continue. Okay. Trafficking, social engineering, violence. We're getting the real tale. Always join Lawrence Talk Show Saturday evening, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Call one four four. Seven seven one. Take this road with me. Discover the truth. Fight the darkness. Hey, we're going to start in with West number one is West Coast Angel. Go ahead, West Coast Angel. I have a question for Marnie. Um, I have supportive statements. Um, it's more like somewhere along the targeting. It just seemed like it was like the movie Enough, like how the guy comes into that gal's life to find her, and then the rich man marries her. Um, has anybody seen that movie? Because that's what this reminds me of. And uh, it, like, pricked my mind further that my mother was targeted, right? And she has seven children. At the time, like, when I was, like, three years old, you guys, um... This man tried to accost my mother, and then um, I was in the home, and I've just, all my life, I felt watched, you know, 
And um, I just want to say on the backdrop of that, thank you so much, Marty, for speaking again and bringing more information because I just wondered what this has all been about. I've had people give me money for, like, music scholarships, and I just wondered, you know. I just saw, like, curves around, you know. And I was a beautiful child when I was about in first grade, and I just felt like something was off even then. I felt really watched. And my mother told me that we used to have, like, things stolen off our house, and, like, she ended up dating a doctor and didn't marry him. And then my real dad told me some things before he died. So it's just weird how these tentacles come into your life. It's like, Marnie, when you were speaking about a mother being targeted and then her children being gone after, I just feel like my mother looked like Elizabeth Taylor. We're German, Black, and Native American. And Hollywood has been chasing my family until they could get one of us to star in a movie, which is my third cousin. And I've told you, Lauren, about that. My third cousin starred in a movie about four or five years ago. And uh, they went after my, my mother's oldest sister, who had violet eyes like Elizabeth Taylor. So we have just been chased and hounded. And I just, as you're speaking, Marnie, it just brought me, like, more maybe realization of what's gone on in my life with the, the watching, you know? Right. Um, yeah, you know, and I could just, I could just see that happening. So um, I think, I think this has gone on uh, much longer than we've been aware of it or familiarized with it. Um, I think that uh, with the information, uh, the information age and the age of knowledge and the internet, um, that people are now able to communicate things that they wouldn't otherwise be able to. And um, it's, it's brought people together. Money interjecting. I'm like a monarch. I'm a monarch um, programming um, person, um, young lady, you know, um, when I was younger. I'm a musician, and uh, I can see twinning that they did in my life, like other people that were like, had been successful in Hollywood, and I don't want to talk about your past, Marnie, unless you want to bring that up, you know. I think that you oh, mentioned to me I that you're, you were in acting. I'm sorry? I said I'm an open book. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear. It's like muffled or something? Oh, I said I'm an open book. There's really nothing you can't ask me. Yeah, because um, I have friends that are in Hollywood and I could see some of the relationships, you know, um, were like twinning. Like they would put somebody with me and then introduce me to different aspects of uh, like recording companies and stuff. It was kind of, you think it's fun, but it's behind the scenes, it's not fun. You know what I mean? And I just had a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, and they're scary things, you know? Because they brought one gal in my life that was like a cokehead, real bad, real bad. And um, she had lost her children. You know, and if you don't have like your like the grandparents to take the children, then they end up in the system, right? And yeah. then all the fraud that you were talking about. Well, yeah, um, and I can, you know, when you talk about the the money that's involved in Hollywood, 
uh, you know, it's 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 more covered up. It's um, it's to a greater extent, and um, I think I think it's like everything. Uh, you know, they everything comes out in L.A. first, sort of thing. You know, the uh, the hot shoes, and you don't see them in the Midwest for another year. <laughs> you know, whatever they're wearing in L.A., you don't see it happening in the Midwest for another year. So, um, you know, on on terms of these types of crimes. Um, definitely, you know, it's. I think that it's. Um, I think it's something that's become mainstream almost, and this is why there's such, a, you know, there's just such an epidemic of it, and, and you're hearing uh, everyday average people that are being manipulated in these forms. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely, the tentacles are there, right? And I had this one guy. Um, he is um, the son of a DOD contractor or something. And he ended up putting on paper that we were married, right? He changed my last name. My bank let me know something was going on. Somebody was nice and opened up, right? And said, look, this guy, he put you down on paper that you guys were married. This happened in 2008. And he actually took out a $10,000 loan on my name. We were looking at homes. We were engaged, supposedly, right? And he bragged to me about how Beale Air Force Base, which there were a lot of Beale Air Force Base people around me at the time, between 2004 and 2008 in Sacramento here. And this guy, the final guy, right, he changes my last name without me knowing, um, had access to some of my credit info, because supposedly we were going to get married, met my parents, but my dad was very closed. Okay, because my dad's worked for the government. He was super closed to the guy. Wouldn't even look at him. Didn't like him, you know. And yet I found out later that uh, he took out a $10,000 loan in my name. And he bragged to me, uh, Lauren and Marnie. He said, oh, you know what? The guys at the Air Force Base, that's all they do. They just date women and just use their credit, buy homes, buy cars. Can you believe that? And they're like military people. Well, I'll and then send you for somebody one. else in line. Uh, are you finished? Yet? We're going to try to. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Thank right. you. Thank you for letting me ask mm-hmm. and speak. Of course. Next, we have Rhode Island. A question for Marnie. Go ahead, Rhode Island. Let me unmute you. There you go, Rhode Island. Go ahead. Hi. Yeah. Um. So my question is sort of Marnie, if um, if your targeting is mostly um just surrounded stalking or do you get like uh the voice to skull like they call it um well i uh i'm not i'm i'm not really um (laughs) i call that my psychic ability (laughs) okay (laughs) okay yeah um it's something i mean it's uh i'm a very spiritually involved person uh so um you know i'm uh, very aware of the dimensions, and uh, I'm a seer. So uh, I have, I have heard, I have, I do understand what what people are describing when they say that they have these experiences, and mm-hmm. I may or may not have had them personally. Um, okay. I know that uh, I know that my stalking has been quite extensive, um, but. 
uh, and I'm aware of the companies. Right now, we're aware of the company that's that's making the the microwave um, uh, the the microwave frequencies and and the the weapons that they're using on those levels. Um, I'm uh, I'm work, I'm anonymous warriors, so I'm very involved with the anonymous family, and that's mm-hmm. something that that uh, we have people looking into. Um, we're looking into the company. We've been able to track the company that's creating these antennas, and um, we're you know we're looking into that right now. I really don't want to delve too deep into it because that's <laughs> okay. Really... No, that's fine. Not on this call. I agree with you. Um, because you never know who's listening or who's listening to us. Um, but so I mean, I, I mean, so that's that's another thing is um one thing that I'm very familiarized with. I have and it's happened to me a few times. Uh, people have turned to me as a targeted individual, and um will ask for help because they want to know. Um, they want to. They're trying to learn my needs and how I deal with things. Um, which mm-hmm. is, you know, a part of, you know, the whole discussion tonight of social engineering is, well, you know, this is happening to me, what would you do? So, um, you know, that's giving them, my helping targeted individuals, um, they have sent people to betray this so that they can try to get in my head so they have an understanding of how I would deal with things. Yeah, I mean, um like like me, I'll tell you, I get the voice to skull and um remote remote neuro monitored. I don't know. Yeah, that's the word. Um, I call it R and M. So basically, they see what I see, they hear what I hear, and, and stuff like that. Um, and that all goes with the V two K, and it's all part of the social engineering thing, just because um the peer pressure involved either in those involved in my stalking and harassment, you know, um, or them either harassing me. It's, I'll tell you, it's all, it's all like a, a really weird, sick game the way I see it. So, but, um, thanks for sharing. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for calling. Thank you again, Marnie. Um, I just, um, have a question, Marnie, in your, experience how would you estimate how long has this social engineering been going on in our country yeah i think it's it's something that you know they started working with in the military years ago um and and again i think uh so much of the new information age and the internet and uh, people able to come together uh, to be able to get on facebook and say i know this is happening to me and and now you're a part of a um social media, you know, on Facebook. So I think what what eventually ended up happening was people said, I know this is happening to me, and I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to start a group. I'm going to do this um, and, and see how many people react to it. And it's it brought people together almost in a community. Um, it, it's created nearly our own type of brotherhood, as you call it, um, and and so many of us have come together. We're sharing information. We're sharing knowledge. Uh, we're informing people that aren't familiar that or, or aware that this is being done to them or is happening to them. They sense something, but they don't know what. Um, and and the, the information is getting out there, and people are able to find it and um, learn from one another. Uh, I've been um, 
counseling victims for quite some time now, uh, I'm, my phone blows up around the clock. So, and um, and like I said, there's a lot of it I don't understand, the, the weaponry and so much of that um, we're really looking into, and we've got groups researching it. But um, it, it made broad awareness to it, where, uh, you know, like, like 30 years ago, uh, kids would be molested in their own homes, and, and it would continue on, and um, they were taught not to speak of things. Whereas now, you know, there's the social media has opened up an ability for people to reach out to um, find other people that are the same or understand what's happening or explain to them what's happening. So I, I think this could have been going on for quite some time beyond our comprehension of it. But because now that we can confirm and validate one another and share information, um, that it's it's bringing awareness and and bringing us together. Um, I'm working with another man that um, uh, he's uh, he's followed by police, the fire department. Uh, he's uh, the the extent of um, different uh, career people, um, even FedEx. They, they've got involvement in their hands and everything. Uh, the radio, uh, they've been at MSN. That's another one, MSN. I feel that this goes deep into MSN, that website. Um, it's, it's amazing how huge this really is. And um, I think that, that our learning from one another is bringing awareness to it, and it, it's probably gone on much longer than we've even been aware of. Um, it's just the ability to learn now um, on our own accord. Uh, there's no, you know, you don't have to, there's things are so available these days now, especially with the internet, it, it's changed industries and uh, the music industry and, and just about everything all the way around. Uh, you can do things today that you could never do before. And, um, and it's amazing. And I think that that's what's gotten so many people help. Um, we're working on, uh, right now I'm trying to relocate and um, we're, I'm, putting together a GoFundMe account. We're trying to get the money together so um, I can get a trailer and a truck and a trailer and we're going to head down to Vegas where uh, I can start an annual national conference for targeted individuals so that um, instead of going over what is happening um, to individuals, we can start planning on what steps to take to change this, you know, such as um, my petition to the um, Federal Bureau of Investigations demanding an office um, of forensics that specializes in the downloads and 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 hopefully uh, instead of people uh, sharing their experiences, we will start to um, soon share the opportunity to make a change and, and change these experiences for you know future generations. So that there is no more figuring out, you can actually put it into this. Um, because it is a violation of our civil rights. It's other U.S. citizens violating uh, the rights of another U.S. citizen and robbing them of their freedom. And, you know, that's just never, that's just never right. No, of course. 
Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, Marnie, do you have the information of your GoFundMe and your uh, Facebook page if you want to uh, release that? Because I'm sure a lot of us want to, I know I do, want to support you in your endeavor. Um, your activism is off the chain. I mean, again, everybody, you are speaking tonight of, you know, 2017 Sarah Connor. Uh, you rock, you know. Thank Amazing. you. <laughs> and uh, we want to help uh, Marnie on all her endeavors. She's a true active activist. And that's what we're talking about, guys. You know what I mean? Because this social engineering, I guess I wouldn't say, Marnie, can you see anything positive about social engineering? I'm trying to think of a thing. I can't get past the farm. You know? <laughs> well, you know, um, whenever you use different vices, um, uh, it's basically vices of harm or um, the intake of intel on an individual to mm -hmm. uh, understand and know how to manipulate someone. Um, manipulation and the destruction of a human being's life, um, to kill is to take a life, but to murder is to destroy a life. You don't necessarily have to kill the individual, but to destroy their life as it should have been or would have been otherwise, um, it, it's basically... Um, that is social engineering. That is what they're doing. Uh, they're, they're taking in any information that they can on you so that they know if, like I said, if they do X, Y, and Z, you'll respond with A, B, and C. So it's a, it's a form of controlling you uh, in a form of control. And, um, you know, it's, it's damaging and uh, it boils down to murder. And I think it should be treated as so. Um, they have, uh, with the statistics on stalking and the statistics, uh, you know, that those are hard numbers. And to know these numbers and, and how many that aren't even reported, uh, it's just, you know, are, how many suicides are not known of as being stalking um, or, or social engineering um, is, is damaging someone's life and um, it is when you're stalking someone and you're social engineering someone, it's a it's the steps of the premeditation. When you talk about premeditated murder and, and you look at the numbers of the lives lost due to these types of stalking and 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 being manipulated through social engineering, what you're talking about is the visible steps of premeditation to an eventual murder. And this is what I'm trying to get through to the FBI and law enforcement. You're witnessing, you're witnessing a future murder, and you're yeah. not doing anything. What is the point of murder one, murder two, and manslaughter? What's the point of breaking down and defining how a person took this other person's life when you can witness their actions, their premeditated actions, to an eventual end. It could be stopped, is what it could be. And it needs to be. And um, we need to I do have one quick question, Marnie. I know you gave us the breakdown of women's circles stalked and the percentage that are murdered. I was gonna I just it just crossed my mind real quick. Marnie, do you have any idea why these women are murdered then? Because they're they're ruining their lives, circling them taking their children away. Why, why are these women murdered? 
Um, well, you know, it's the obsession. If I can't have you, nobody can. Um, and and then when there's a lack of obsession and there's such grave damage done, um, see, what is, you know, every time, I and I read it too often and I see it in the news too often, um, another woman where CPS has come in and taken her children from her, and people will verify she was a good parent and that there was uh, seemingly no reason, and these women end up killing themselves. And people put that on the fact that their children, because their children were taken from them. But um, I think that it's a, it's a mean or, or a, a lack of means of trying to protect their children from them. Maybe they're thinking that now their children are in CPS and they're safe from this, and if they were to get them back, um, it, they would continue to, to live in these damaged lives. Um, these men, you got to understand, they're trying to control you, and you do that through finances, uh, damaging someone's reputation, uh, damaging their ability to work or employment or finance themselves. Um, these are all definitions of murder is what it is. And um, and, that's, and that's what it causes. Uh, so um, I think so many suicides that, that I read about and I see that are written off as mere suicides of, for their children being taken, I think that I think the depth of it is way beyond that. And I think that these are women that um, when, when someone takes their own life is a last hope of freedom in a free country, how sad is that? And then uh-huh. it goes it goes unpunished. See, uh, suicide, that's a part of their game is suicide. They will try to drive their victims to suicide if they think they're speaking out too much. Um, and they've, they've tried that with me. Uh, they'll try to drive you to suicide because suicide then becomes the perfect murder. You kill yourself. They do so much damage to your life, your world, your finances, your family, that you kill their, you kill yourself. So they, it's a game to them. It's literally a game to them. And they feel that they've gotten away with it. They've gotten away with it. It's a, a murder with no consequence is what it is. Oh, my God. Horrible. Oh, my gosh. If Hi, um, you will never meet a targeted individual that has not been uh, stifled with fear, financial damage, um, the loss of their housing. Um, they all they all suffer the same tragedies, um, you know. Uh, and right now, uh, when I talk about the continuation on with your children when you're a survivor, uh, most recently it's been brought to my, my knowledge that my son, uh, my son's had a very difficult time gaining employment. And, you know, being new in the work field, uh, this has, you know, been stifling to him uh, why he can't get a job or keep a job. Um, it's been brought to my attention that um, rumors are being spread about my son in a small town that he is a male prostitute. He is a gay male prostitute. And this is, yeah. That's I mean, ugly. That is ugly. That is so ugly. Um, and, and so um, now <sighs> where he's moving on into adulthood, I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing this happen. And it is. And 
Well, I think, and if, um, if men, men and people that are um, unaware or uninvolved in this talking, uh, that's how they will, that's how they will control their ability to gain friendships and people outside of this um, so that you have uh, any kind of supporting or backing is those are the types of rumors that they spread. Uh, uh, I, I would call the prostitute, I would call the drug addict, they would post it ads all over Craigslist in this town. But any, um, any and all of the local uh, networks in this town, all those things, I mean, they put posts up. And, and I wasn't here just a matter of a few months. And, um, you know, and it was to drive me back to Florida. That's what they were trying to drive me back to Florida. Which is funny, but what, um, what would the purpose be for you to return to Florida, Marnie? What was what's uh, why Florida? Well, I think um, I think that there. My guess would be there was a high finance man that you know uh, recognizes my stature. Like I said, um, it takes an intelligent, successful man to they an intelligent, successful man needs an intelligent, successful woman. And um, otherwise, they're trapped in the same, you know, loss of communication. So, um, it, you know, I, I'm, that would be my best guess. Is, is it, you know, somebody that was had a big hand in financing this is located in Florida. Located in Florida, okay. You're going the opposite. Wow. Uh, does anyone well, right now think and they have a, they have a Florida is very corrupt. The police departments there are extremely corrupt. And, oh, wow. um, yeah, they're, they're beyond corrupt. And I think that, uh, the, you know, that, that's another means they can control you through, um, through law enforcement in Florida. Uh, I know Daytona is extremely corrupt. I, are you familiar with the story of, um, the monster, the female serial killer? No, I'm not. Um, well, it's it's one you might want to look into because uh, they had executed her. Oh, I believe it's been beyond 10 years now. Um, they executed her. She had killed six individual men, two of them being police officers. And from my research, uh, what I'm seeing is targeted individual, uh, someone that lacks the knowledge and information and the ability it was pre-internet, uh, pre-knowledge, uh, information days. And um, my research is I'm seeing a woman that didn't have the ability or the reach to communicate or learn. She didn't quite understand what was happening to her. And she didn't have the ability to move away from it. Uh, she did begin to prosecute herself. Uh, the law enforcement there was... Um, telling her that they would either arrest her for prostitution if she didn't um, perform sex acts on them, and the woman snapped. She, she snapped, and she started killing her. And, um, and she, like I said, two of them were police officers, uh, all of which were um, performing sexual acts. Oh, I'm sorry, you're fading out a little bit, Marnie, when I make sure to hear you. The, law, the cops were corrupt. Oh, they're very corrupt. Um, in, in Daytona Beach, I have never witnessed corruption in a police department as I have in Daytona Beach, Florida. It is horrible. Um, I was, uh, I was um, 
being taken in. I was arrested, and there was another girl in there that worked with military. And she told me, she said, the reason you're in cuffs right now is because you pissed somebody off. You pissed one of these guys off. She knew everything I knew, and she spoke outwardly about it. She said, that's why I'm in cuffs. That's why they're taking me in. I pissed them off. And she said, and I said, well, I said, um, you're the first person I've ever known to be so aware and outspoken of this type of targeting and the involvement in the police. You're fully aware. She was fully aware of what was happening. I said, you might be, um, I, I said, you, you might be going along with this or understanding it or accepting it on some level, but I won't. I'm not going to. She said, I'm military. What do you think you're going to do? Oh, she was in the military and they were targeting her? Yes. And she was fully aware of it. She was fully aware of it. Um, the, the, the monster, Elaine, Elaine Warner is her name. Um, she's the only known serial killer. She, I am, I am with no doubt convinced she is not a serial killer. She's not the only female serial killer in modern day history. Um, that is not what she is. She was a deliberate killer. She was killing the men that were doing this to her and, you know, was looked at as a serial killer, but she was deliberately killing them for what they were doing. And I feel that she was targeted and attacked. I feel that um, she was uh, forced, more or less forced, into prostituting herself. Uh, like I said, I think she was a woman lacking information, knowledge, support, um, and means. And, and and they drove her until she snapped and started killing her. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I've been looking for private investigators that would be interested in, you know, doing the research. God. Barney, can I ask you one question as you're describing this woman after she snapped? Um, you broke down social engineering and you made us really think of the farm, and, and I got a clear picture. But, you know, all like the movies I saw as a child about people that lived on a farm, um, and like if you have horses, you have a young filly, and then the old gray mare, won't they leave women alone after they reach a certain age, or they just get too old for pasture? Don't they, just, don't they just leave them alone? Too old. Leave her alone. Well, you know, um, they're they're in the business of making um, money off of human life. And I think once they've put their vice on you, um, they'll find a means of continuation. Uh, I, you know, like I have dealt with, um, I've, I've dealt with the uh, human trafficking of beautiful women and um, that's where my lessons began, which um, was a wide awakening to me to learn that uh, these women, a lot of them were single mothers and how their children were used to be human trafficked into CPS. And then um, my continuation of speaking and, and fighting and learning brought me to you, who taught me about the, um, the targeting and the human trafficking and murders of elderly people and how their paperwork was used. And so um, to what extent, to what extent do, at what point in time exactly do you become invaluable to them? Because if you think about this, um, these women, like you were talking about, um, the senior citizens and and how their lives are taken, 
um, the technical term to be able to be able to take the life of a human being that wants to be recognized as lost is called living dead. It's because they're isolated and they have no one that would recognize the loss of them. Um, these are the type of people that murderers um, hunt for, living dead, because it, it's a better opportunity. They can kill this person and no one's reporting them missing. Um, now, with the damage that's done to these women throughout life, the survivors, um, they're obviously going to be isolated loners in the end. So it, it, if you are a survivor, is there a continuation on to this ability to use you as a senior citizen also? You, know, you really got to look at the whole realm of the picture and, and, and see to what extent, you know, because they're finding these people. You know, and, and the O-type blood, that's another thing. Um, the, the O-type blood, anyone can use your organs. Uh, so if they know you're a clean living person, lacking prescriptions, lacking street drugs, um, you know, that's, a, you know that's, another, that's another whole realm of all of this. Um, but, oh my God! I mean, when you really, ooh, when you really say it that way, you guys, I maybe I'm not that off when I say they use us from the blood to the marrow. Is that correct? Oh yeah, to the very end until we die. I think that um, you know, I I think that targeted individuals are they're maintained for a reason, and that is for the purpose of profit. And if they can't profit when you on one level, um, they Oh, I'm sorry. You're fading out, Marnie. I can't hear. I can't hear you. I'm so sorry. What I'm saying is, um, when when they fail at targeting you and and um, trafficking you on one level, I, I think you become a challenge for them to an extent. And if they can't use you in the game of this suicidal murder, I think that they will continue on to um, they they become helpless. They're going to gain a financial wage or uh, some type of gain from you at any at any cost. That's right. And when you were speaking of the elderly sick, everyone, um, those of that those of you that follow my series, we're talking about the illegal alien mafias. How a lot of chronically ill people, they will deny the medical attention, the appropriate medication. What are you doing yeah. now? So that's what's going on. It's horrible. Well, you know, and I have something interesting to tell you too. Is um, it's summertime, huh? Well, we've been um, summertime. Are you there? No, it's still going. Oh, you should go down to the river. Okay. Okay, Marnie, let's open you up. Open you back up, Marnie. Um, it's a mad irony as well. While we've been speaking, uh, I had mentioned earlier that people come to me as victims, as targeted individuals, needing counsel. Um, one one person um, that comes to mind uh, in, in specific happened just so happened to drive down the road and pass my house while I was here speaking with you during this conversation. Oh my gosh, it's, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I, it's uh, you, you guys pick up everything Marnie is telling us exactly what social engineering is about. It's horrible. Rhode Island Marnie has another question for you. 
Go ahead, Rhode Island. I I just want to make a comment. I mean, um, I've been I've been sort of thinking um, w- in this term for a while, but you know, taking taking everything that's been discussed today, you know, the murders, the suicides, and all that stuff. Um, w- what I see clearly happening as part of this social engineering scheme is menticide. You know, what does menticide mean, uh, Angel? What is that? My definition is mm-hmm. sort of um, deteriorating your mind. You know, um, I guess in in medical terms, it might mean through substances. You know, um, but I mean with with what we know of, of this technology and what's going on. So it's very fear-driven. It makes you afraid of being yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you're constantly living in fear. You isolate yourself. You stop being yourself. You lose your job. You lose everything. Um, and and it's another form of your, your mind being deteriorated, you know, yeah. and it makes you so much vulnerable to any suggestion that they might have to put you where you want um, to to make it easier for them to do what they want with you. Well, yeah, and and, and that's what it is. It's it's the it's the breaking of a, of a human being. Honestly, it's yeah. similar to it's similar to breaking a horse to ride. Yeah. And and we're all adults, so I mean, what what drives me to hate this. I absolute most is ha- having it happen to children. Yeah, you know? and you know, that's, that's Because been, our uh, psychology is developed, and we know kind of who we are. We might forget, but we can, content- we can find ourselves someday. And imagine a child being robbed completely of who they are because they're being manipulated at such a young age. Well, my son's been involved in this since the age of six uh, that I recognized it. I, it's been brought to my attention by these people that it's gone on much longer than that, longer mm-hmm. than I've been aware of. Um, but um, I I came into realization when my son was the age of six. Um, my son knows no other way. He, he, all he knows is running for his life. And um, uh, it, even at the age of 12, he said, Mom, how am I supposed to grow up to be something I hate? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, because that's what, you know, he, he was only witness to the men that, you know, were isolating. And he, and he hated them. Um, so it's, uh, that's, that's what, uh, there's been so many days I, I wanted to give up myself. You know, I'm, I'm real like that. Uh, it's been contemplated, just, just quitting. But I can't. I can't because I'm, I'm seeing my son and I, I realize and I know what it what it does to children. I know what it does to families, and um, it, these kids, it's it's got to be stopped. It, it can be stopped, so it needs to be stopped. But it's going to take somebody to stop. And mm-hmm. um, you know, it's come to a point in the last two years they've made four attempts on my life, but um, I look at it as though they have not to succeed. So. Um, the more people I, the, the more exposure I can give to these crimes and um, awareness.
uh, kids and a lot of kids. Um, right now we're trying to put together a safe haven. I looked at 50 acres that um, people and targeted individuals where they can come together in a small community so that they're mm-hmm. not affected at a loss of um, at a loss of work. There's constant counsel. Uh, there's a constant availability to jobs. Um, right now in Colorado, uh, they they lack on uh, the kids are going legal on a marijuana. Oh, level. I'm sorry, Mari. Oh, you're fading out again. Your phone. I'm going to oh, make sorry. sure I hear you. <laughs> the the states that are that are making marijuana recreational, they're all in need of a place to go. And this is why I'm looking at large acreage because the 420 campgrounds are booked for years and and um, that would give and provide a place of security, safety, a network, a community, and a business, and, and work for these individuals um, that, you know, they could live and work together because they're not at a loss for a job. They're not at a loss for their home. Uh, they're not being manipulated by landlords or, uh, you know, a lot of um, people employed in these circles our landlords, apartment buildings, um, people that are uh, uh, maintenance people that have keys and can come and go from your place when you're not there. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, those are those are the lower level people involved in the ivory, and you know that would eliminate all of that. It would eliminate all of it. It would give a, a, a structure, a community structure, and a sense of a sense of family to these people that have been isolated for so long type of normality that your living place is job. So we've been working on that and hopefully we can make that Oh, we're losing you again, Marnie. I think your reception. I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Now we can hear you. Yes. It is an erosion of the mind. Um, Hello? These matters may be of serious concern, um, Angel, but they have to be addressed. When did you realize, Angel, that this was uh, deteriorating the mind, life? Oh, I I would say it wanted to since the first moment I I started getting hit with V2K, which was uh, in November of 2005. Oh, my God. Yeah. So before that, I did feel like I was getting followed and mm-hmm. and watched. Um, but in November of that year, it, it hit me blatantly. It was loud um, for three months straight. You know, it stopped for a week, and then it continued, you know, for about seven more months, mm-hmm. you know, consistently. Uh, I lost my job, and it stopped, and then, you know, it was on and off after that, you know, until uh, the beginning of this year, and it's basically been consistent ever since. Every day I wake up to it, I go to sleep to it, 24 hours a day. Which is unlovable in itself, isn't it? What was that? It's it's, It's deadening. It's unlivable. If they want to yeah. call that a life, if they want to call this a life, you know. Oh, it's def- it's definitely not. I mean, I just found um, the strength to live with it. 
Um, and, and, and that is and I, itself. Yeah, and the willpower to handle it and deal with it. You know? <laughs> well, um, and you know, one of the best ways I found to do that is there's there's so many people um I don't want to say beneath you, but in the beginnings of this in their own realm that are lacking understanding. And when you bring awakening to these people and you and you give them hope and you can you can sense that um, that you're you're opening you know doors uh, of knowledge and giving them information that they didn't have. Um, and, and it changes; they change, and that changes you as well. So, and yeah. um, you see that? I, I think that that's one of no, the. I agree. I, I I agree. I agree with you a hundred percent. Um. In in my case, at this point, it's it's not going to work for me where I am currently. You know, um, no one will listen to me that I talk to or that I know, even if I'm related to them, um, if it's about this. Um, and even if they do listen, oh, they get their thoughts interrupted so they don't understand the word that I say, you know. Um so it's kind of like that. And me, I've in January was when I kind of researched heavily into kind of what was happening on with me. So it was like 10 years without me, with me knowing it was tech because it presented itself like it's like they were gods, basically. You know, we can watch you. We can read your thoughts. You should be intimidated by us. I always knew it was people. You know, I just didn't know who. I knew the government was involved because if you're watching me, if you're surveilling me, yeah, this technology costs so much money. It's not a gang that's funding it, you know. So I always knew there was government involvement, you know, and the places I've worked all over the state, in various states, in, in different jobs, oh, yeah, there's definitely government involvement because... You know, um, just because of of the level of um, harassment, but all through voice to skull, you know, um, I'm able to pick up the difference, I guess, because of my ability to use my eyes and and read people's emotions based on their body language. You know, Um, I can tell if they know what's going on with me in terms of you can say the flavor of the day of, you know, the stalking through through what I call synthetic telepathy. Well, um, see, my confusion with my own self personally is uh, my son says, you know, he can, he can hear, uh, he hears like that. And, um, and I know I have too. Uh, I, I have terrified them by literally repeating their words. Um, And like I said, I'm a seer. Uh, when uh, one man went after my son, um, I, I approached him and I said, that was funny to you, was it? And um, he said, yeah. And I said, well, lives are lost all the time. Just let me make you aware of that. And I said, that was an awful beautiful little red car you bought your daughter, wasn't it? And he got terrified. And I said, mm. I hope she listens. I hope she listens to you when you tell her not to drink and drive. And, and, and it terrified him. Um, I knew that was my own telepathy or abilities. 
but uh, um, they have often wondered, and they, you know, that that question has been put out there: is how is she able to repeat our words? You know, and and so um, I'm, you know, I'm really, you know, I'm not really I, sure how that I'll, falls with me. Um, but it's it, been, I think I'm from from my experience. Um, I don't get gang stalked much. I I nip that right in the butt before it even kind of got escalated. You know, people following me when I'm walking. But only one time um, did I repeat what I was hearing, and the people who were directly behind me got so scared they backed up. You know, I, I just thought it was random people, you know, just, you know, walking walking in the street, but it seemed they were trying to do a gang stalking tactic because I repeated what they said and they backed off immediately. Well, you know, um, you, um, well the problem with that is, is um, it's not about following you down the street. It's it's about following you through life. So, oh, yeah, I know. I, they, they track me everywhere. They know what I think. I'm not, I'm not, I, that doesn't worry me anymore. They even try to infiltrate my mind with thoughts, which which is, um, which I'm constantly in a, uh, I wouldn't even call it a debate, um, but you can say a constant self-discussion with myself, um, deciphering what's my thought and what's not, because they even say stuff in my voice to me. They use my own inner voice, you know, um, to make me believe. And sometimes, you know, your mind goes with it, you know, like they might bring up anything, like say, uh, in simple in in simple terms, you know, uh, a song that you just listened to 20 minutes ago, you know, they'll throw it in your head and you continue, you know, um, and then. Hello. 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 Hi. Hey. Are you, Marnie, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. To, uh, I think I got disconnected, but we have another caller real quick, and it's California. We're going to keep right on moving. Go ahead, California. Hello. Hi, Lauren. Nice to hear hi. your voice. This is Amy. Oh, hi, Amy. How are you? I haven't hey. heard from you. I thought you were going to call me, baby. Um, well, I was trying to get your number, but the person who I asked um, said, Oh well, I'm not on speaking terms, or we're not on speaking terms, so I, I can't give that out. And I said, okay, fine, you know, whatever. Um, Are you on? Uh, um, well, go ahead. I'll, I will give it to you before the end of this call. Do you have a question for Marnie? Um, no, I just jumped on because um, I got it from Connie, and you know, she was kind okay. of tell me, and I'm like, I adore you, and I was like, you know, I miss the, you know, talks that we would have about, you know how biblical relates to what's going on right now and how we need to stay above it and stay positive, even That's though, true. you know, it's trying to rain down. So uh, I really appreciate, you know, hearing just your um, your tenderness and your, you know, belief in the Lord and, and knowing that there's something bigger that's going to happen soon, I feel. That's going to really stun those that are involved in this evil. That's going to kind of put them in their place. I think you're right. Thank you so much, Amy, and thank you for joining. And I see Connie on the board. Thank you, both of you ladies, for joining tonight. We're puffing away, but we 
I feel we're on the verge of something, too. I can feel it. And God always tells us, you guys, if we can sense it, we can see it. Little group, little agenda, evil, as Marnie has discussed, this particular, Marnie, what do you call it, particular agenda of stalking, encircling women. It almost describes like swarm, the farm animal. I will never look at a movie, Marnie, about a farm again now that you broke it down. <laughs> oh, baby, you broke, you broke it down. Got it. They think all of us are just cows. Moo, moo. And they swat us on the butt. <laughs> and they get us to move. I don't okay. think so. But, Amy, I do appreciate you calling in. If anyone, because we uh, we don't want to uh, get yeah, we're getting into the hours, if anyone has any questions for Marnie, uh, go ahead if you're on the phone, star eight, or also you can address that uh, in the chat, and I will bring it to her attention. And we're going to take uh, a quick minute intermission, a uh, glass of water, and wind on down and keep understanding, comprehending, and growing. We'll be back in about a minute. That's just what we're going to do. Our end times, the last days in which we're living in, corruption, lawlessness, human trafficking, defilement. We sometimes look at the stars and ask, where's God? He's within all of us. Join my talk show about the ending, the end time. There's nothing new under the sun. Find within your heart and spirit. Life, law, humanity, group, clique. They are all temporal. God will stay the same. Yahshua, I seek your faith. Join me, Sunday, for a brief end time call. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Talk to you. Call 144-771. We are... Persecuted saints. Is there any calls right now or comments from Marnie at this time? I'm sorry, I um, didn't really get in on time um, to find out what the discussion was started about. Uh, we're talking about the circling of women for human trafficking, and Marnie has really broken down a, a very unique. Um, well, she clarified social engineering for us. I've been hearing that term for the last few weeks in the community. I looked it up, and Marnie gave us the time and patience to thoroughly explain. And the simplest terms is just think of anyone's farm, farm animal, and what utilization. We're, we're chattel. Yeah, like with the and prize, can, with the Yes. And how the utilization they have in store for us. And I think the saddest part, it's bittersweet, Marnie, don't you understand? As much what I respect the most, Marnie, you are not sugarcoating this. You laid it out. We are persecuted. We cannot put our heads 
like an ostrich in the sand anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I've never been good at sugar coating anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad. You did not play with us. And everyone tonight, if you were picking up what she's putting down, that is the purpose of my call. I am looking for truth. Voices of experience and truth. We, the world is trying to have a great manipulation. I think we're all brighter. Just when we think it's one way, that's the deception, guys. There's something Mm -hmm. else we're being used for. I don't care what kind of term they want to dress things up. It's like the Wizard of Oz. Go ahead and pull back that curtain and all you're going to see is Satan, evil. Mm -hmm. I don't care how fancy the terms and words are. It's still just Satan. Hollywood and it don't matter about Hollywood and the nice cars they drive and boats and how they're rolling and living. We all know how they have to get down to get those contracts and what they have to do. Well, and I also they, have to, they have to trade in ways with that we couldn't even imagine. We couldn't even imagine. And this well, social engineering, what Marty pointed out tonight with clarity, they have nothing of any good in store for us. They're taking our will of choice. They're picking out women that they desire, that they're cutting in line through money and think that they can just own them like a possession. My car, my couch, my, you know, DVD player. It's just uh, an accessory, really, in essence. Well, I think that um, I think that the United States as a whole has become a, a type of world predator and um, a, a self-proclaimed power. And I think that um, there is a large group within the United States that has taken it upon themselves to um, to become predators of, of their own and, and their neighbors. And um, it, it's just gone way beyond the scope of, reality and anything that is acceptable, but it is happening. We are being bought and sold. How cheap they regard us. How cheap. Well, Do you sometimes ask yourself, Marnie, with your son, how are we even hanging on? Do you feel it's got to be spiritual, the grace of God? I don't know how we're even hanging on. Well, I think that um, I think that there's been a great movement in in the, the cultural movement um, of the the attacks on um, the black individuals in the United States, and and I'm and I'm grateful for that. I, you know, that that was horrific, and it it should have never been. Um, also, the Native Americans, but um, I think that these these same types of groups are now looking for um, vices where. Uh, you have to remember that they're doing everything that they're doing. They're doing it on a level of not getting caught. They don't want to be caught, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and they're educated on how to do this without getting caught. So, um, I, you know, uh, you know, what is this, white on white crime? <laughs> you know, it's um, it, they've they've turned their vices towards women um, because you know. Uh, a group of men look at me with a child and what is she going to do? And um, I have done things they never expected. So um, I, I think that, you know, just as always that when, you know, the, the attacks were on the races, 
it was, it, it's a continuation of their attack on what they feel is weaker. And, and now they've turned that towards women. Mm-mm, this is... <coughs> It's a it's a down it's an outright outright assault on women. Well, and you know, in the United States, um, the crimes against women and children in the United States are one of the highest out of all of, uh, all the world countries. Um, that's another thing I don't think people realize. Uh, I've had people say that that's untrue. I think we're next to India, um, and I am fully aware that there are countries that don't even consider um, abuse on women or the murder of women to be a crime. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so, I mean, we can't really take those into consideration, but, um, you know, we're, we're definitely one of the top three countries with statistics of crimes against women and children. And, you know, and then to, to, to be the world police and, and uh, you know, like we are, uh, you know, what does that say? What does that say? It's horrible. And, you know, the mainstream media is not telling us this, guys, that the crime against women and children are this high. They're lying to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, you have to... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I agree. Um, yeah, well, you know, it's like all things. Um, uh, if you don't do the research yourself, you're not going to get that information. Um, it, it's like all any mass media or any paid-for, corporate-owned um, information, it is all manipulated as well. So you really need to look to, um, uh, you know, truth-tellers. Uh, you need to look at the people that are bringing this information forward and putting themselves at risk in order to do it. Um, and, and otherwise, you're, you're, you're not going to get accurate information. That is so true. Now that brings us into it, Marnie. Before uh, we don't want to lose track, Marnie has a a great venue that's getting ready to set off, guys. She's she's got to get out of that North Dakota area into Vegas. She has a GoFundMe. I know, Marnie, you have a Facebook page. Um, please release your information that uh, we may help you on your venture because uh, this woman is uh, really fighting like crazy, an active activist. Um, well, uh, on Facebook, my personal page is Marnie McKesson. It's M-A-R-N-E-Y. The last name is McKesson, M-C-K-E-S-S-O-N. And um, I have a group also, Anonymous Warriors. Um, that's A-N-O-N-Y-M-I-S-S, Anonymous Warriors, W-A-R-R. I O R S, and um, I I'm will be creating a GoFundMe account this evening. Um, I've been so tied up, spending half of my week incarcerated. Um, I'm beginning to feel the attacks of uh, of law enforcement here. So, um, and you know the the street stalking theater, uh, it's it's surrounded. It's just surrounding us, and it's you know, coming on the property, it's, uh, they've loosened the bolts on the front end of my car. They've cut the gas lines on my trailer. Um, and they've made um, they've made a good four attempts in the last two years to kill me here. So uh, right now, um, you know, which uh, actually the mistake they made was that was my son's vehicle. So and, and also the gas lines on the trailer. Uh, I'm 
you know, I'm taking this quite personally. You know, it's not just me. It's my son that's at risk. Uh, there's a there's a great amount of anonymous family in Vegas, and um, it's an opportunity for me to create an annual convention, which I've been asked to do, uh, where we can all meet and, and start working at, um, instead of telling our individual stories, we can work together as a group to create a change. Uh, what a lot of people don't understand in the United States, we the people, we are the government. And how we utilize this is through federal petitions and through the numbers of people. And so the greater the amount of people that we can get to come together, uh, the, you know, the, the greater vice that we have to succeed at forcing these laws and um, having, you know, the stalking laws and, and an agency committed to finding these downloads and, and making a difference and forcing our government to uh, take action. So um, a lot of people have asked me why Vegas. Uh, Vegas is one of the uh, largest, cheapest hubs of travel in the United States. You can fly there for cheaper than anywhere, from just about anywhere in our country, um, and uh, accommodations um, and everything else is you know, about it. It, it's the cheapest form. And I know so many targeted individuals, um, the, the greatest effective advice on them is financial. So um, we're trying to make sure that uh, if we're going to build this in a place where, you know, we can get our people there and, and it's, uh, you know, economically affordable on some type of level. That's absolutely great. Um, again, <clears throat> if everyone, um, Marnie's uh, Facebook page is spelled uh, Marnie, and that's M as in Mary, A as in Apple, R as in Robert, N as in Nancy, E as in Edward, Y as in Yankee. Last name is McKesson, and that's M as in Mary, C as in Charles, K as in Kite, E as in Edward, S as in Sam, S as in Sam, O as in Ocean, N as in Nancy. Again, she has a group called um, Anonymous Warriors, and that's uh, Apple, Nancy, Ocean, Nancy, Yankee, Mary, Ice Cream, Sam, Sam. Second word is Warriors. Water, Apple, Robert, Robert, Ice Cream, Ocean, Robert, uh, Sam. Is it with an S, Marnie? Warriors. Yeah. Warriors. Tonight uh, on Facebook. She's creating a GoFundMe account. We want to help this woman that is trying to bring a conference as well as an office to fight our plight as targeted individuals. Um, yes, and I'd also like to make um, uh, anyone anyone listening or um, is aware of someone in need of help. Um, I'm very well known um, throughout the anonymous community, and um, so uh, it's it, you're in trouble and you need help and this is a, a problem for you or anyone that has a difficult time finding me, um, it, it, find someone, they can find someone with a, an account on Facebook or in social media with a Guy Fox mask and, um, or an anonymous person and um, they, you know, they can usually locate me quite easily. Um, I'm very well known within the anonymous family, so... Um, you know, that's a, another means 
in case, you know, they have a difficult time finding you. Yeah, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, At this point, does anyone have any uh, questions or comments they would like to address to Marnie before we're going to commence pretty early today? Um, Did you say um, you were in Nevada? Um, Well, I'm in North Dakota right now. I was covering the Standing Rock situation here. Oh, wow. uh, How is that going? Um, Well, you know, it's all at a standstill. But um, uh, one thing that I would like to point out in regards to the indigenous people, because uh, I am French Canadian, mm-hmm. uh, that's um, French Chippewa. And um, the, the thing that I would like to point out is in regards to the indigenous people and, and their, their way of um, progressing within their communities is uh, the women, women were out there on the front lines with their children. Uh, the women were water protecting because uh, women within that society is considered as an equal, and um, you know, and so it's. Uh, I take great pride in that. Um, but you know, these women were out there in the freezing cold with their children on their side, and it, they were you know fighting to secure something that is vital. And so I was I was very proud to be a part of that. Um, in North Dakota here in North Dakota can get to 60 below and you know these people they stayed in their teepees they stayed in their tents and, and it, it, we we worked through frozen water jugs and, and you name it I have never uh, they they just they never they never gave up they just didn't give up no matter what what they came against and so it was a it was a great experience and I take a lot of pride being able to um, witness that. Yeah, that's awesome. I saw a documentary about, um, you know, different tribal groups and the struggles in Europe. It seems to be the women really have the the most responsibility of pulling the family together and providing for education and housing and food. And, um, you know, it just seems that I didn't realize that the lack there of opportunities um, were just so devastating. Um, I just had no idea. And there's so many um, tribal communities um, out in the East County out here, um, San Diego, and where I grew up. Um, you know, there were up in Michigan, in Wisconsin and Michigan. Um, my aunt was American Indian, so I was really close with her. And I didn't know why, but um, we were just immediately drawn, you know, immediately because we just uh, were very strong-willed and but very passionate about, you know, right and wrong. And um, she was just a great woman, and I miss her dearly. And those women are just a pillar to the community. And uh, I was talking to Connie about this. I said, why does it seem that worldwide, um, but particularly... I noticed in America that women are just being persecuted and their kids getting taken away from them and just on and on and on when it just wasn't long ago that we're the major breadwinners when guys were losing their jobs during the Y2K um, crisis and the women were taking up the, you know, the brunt of the responsibility and the income happened to take a lower income um, coming in 
you know, get their foot in the door. And then all of a sudden, I think there was a threatening kind of a feeling towards the male population. I don't know. Oh, yeah, definitely a pride issue. And, and, you know, and that's a a very masculine thing when you're you're, um, dealing with a weaker individual. Uh, It's like I said, a a powerful, intelligent, powerful, successful man. Um, He wants he he wants that in a woman. Um, and I and think only, that, yeah. Yeah, only, only a man of that stature can um, deal with a woman of that sort. Um, it, it's a it's a pride issue. And I, I think uh, I, I think a lot of, um, there was a lot of male pride hurt here when that was going on. And, you know, and um, it was a surprise, you know. It, women came into their own during World War II, you know, when it was a necessity, we were, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we we were taking the positions uh, which were previously known to men, and um, we were empowered for once. And mm-hmm. uh, women are, you know, uh, they're educating and, and they're bosses. And uh, I, I think that, like I said, the, the self-following this uh, white male um, empowerment, uh, you know, this U.S. United States male. Um, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really sure what's going on, but it, it's been, um, it's, it's been horrific because uh, I, I can't really wrap my head around it exactly. Um, I mean, I'm aware of what's happening, and I speak on it, but it, it's really quite sad. I, I was with a man for quite some time, the love of my life. Uh, he had passed from a massive heart attack. Uh, he was Mr. Universe, and he was from Germany. And uh, he hated American men. He felt that they were extremely abusive. They were rude. Um, they treated their families and their women horribly. And he, he was absolutely disgusted with them. And, um, you know, and I was offended by it at, in my youth. I was offended by it. Um, but now I'm, I'm witnessing and, and I'm the result of what the, the truth that he was, you know, angry about. Uh, I, I, recently, uh, I recently spoke with a man that was in the military. And um, he had given his whole life. He had given up his family. He had given up his entire life to fight for this country that he believed in. And he spent all these years in other countries and traveling around the world fighting for our freedoms. And then he came home. And this man literally broke down in tears. Uh, he wasn't home and out of the military for more than two years. And he said, I'm packing my things and I'm leaving. I cannot believe that I gave up my entire life and, and having a family and everything I did to fight for the freedom of these men that asked on these levels and treat the way they do. He was disgusted by it. So I know um, that's, you know, when, I, when I'm validated by other men um, that are successful in powerful positions, that are is so disgusted, a military man that is so disgusted, he's checking his back and he is moving on the country. Okay. I, I, I can't deny what I'm saying. You know, and um, and that, that right there really validated me. And it just crushed me and broke my heart. Um, because I'm not proud to be an American. And I'm not a proud American. 
It is not proud of American citizens and what they have chosen to be. And, um, and it's just, it's a shame because it's, it's just a shame. It's just a shame. And I think we cause so much damage and destruction around the world and we've become so vain and privileged and, um, and, and I think this, this false privilege has just gone to the American male's head and, um, and they place themselves above everyone. And, yeah, I noticed that when I was in the military, um, I kept a very low profile when I went to other countries. And most of the time, you know, I didn't, you know, do it because I was trying to be secretive agent, whatever. Um, I was just trying to blend in and understand other cultures and be accepted in other cultures, respect other cultures. Um, and that was successful for me. Um, but the the, you know... I'm not trying to point out the typical white male, but um, but yeah, the the privileged white male society, and not all white males. I'm just saying the ones that went to the Ivy Leagues and you know just feel that you know that they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth and that they deserve everything and more, and that they you know the world should be their ottoman and. You know, I just was disgusted by that, and I said, I didn't sign up for that. And well, just, and, you know, and the powerful... Um, it, it, and that's corporations I work for, too, the same way. Um, and I know other women have experienced this, too, that uh, there's a power struggle. Yeah, well, and I blame women as well. I blame women as well, because, um, you know, since the hell came about and motorcycle clubs or men's clubs or whatever they want to call themselves, um, they, they do, uh, you know, their, their bike is more important than their wife, okay? Mm-hmm. And the women are not allowed to be a president. This is a men's club, and um, these women are allowing them to put a stamp on them property of. But property, and we, you know, when I, when I spoke of chattel, uh, that is, unattached property of real estate. <laughs> so, um, it, it's, uh, you know, and then the Hillary Clinton situation with Bill cheating. When uh, that happened and, you know, here we have the president of the United States um, getting his dick sucked by Monica Lewinsky and um, her position in the political realm was more valuable than her position in the personal realm. And she allowed to have herself degraded, disrespected, and defiled in front of the American people and stood still and did nothing. Um, That really damaged our people. It damaged Mm -hmm. the family unit. I watched men do it with men that you would have never thought in a million years to cheat, cheating. Um, It was absolutely horrific. And now where are we at? We're in a position of Trump. And what statement is Trump? And, and what choices do we have? Now we got Hillary Clinton or Trump, and and, and Trump is you know he is uh, the uh, you know his biggest picture you know next to degrading women in the definition of it in the dictionary, and uh, and, and people are cheering and men want to be like him. So uh, it's you know it's it's clear statement. And, um, the the first and foremost 
uh, part of our nation should be humanity as a whole, period. And only true strength comes from the protection and, and of what is lesser, children, and, you know, and what is weaker. Um, so it's just, it's not that we're portraying. It's not what we're teaching. And, um, you know, uh, somehow disrespecting women in this country has become some kind of trend. Horrible, actually. Um, let's see, we have one person, I think West Coast Angel has a question, and uh, we're getting ready to comment. Go ahead, West Coast Angel, you have a comment? Hello? Um, no, I don't. I'm so sorry. Sorry about that, Lauren. Okay. No problem, guys. Uh, Marnie, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, um, do you think, is there any closing comments that you have that you'd like to share with us at this time, Marnie, or additional information you'd like to share? Because you, you guys, Marnie has given us a glimpse into this particular avenue of trafficking that I never thought about. Again, I think we can get it, all of us. Let's go to the zoo. Yes, we going, it's going to really come home when we go to the zoo and see how it's really done, okay? What they think of us. Oh. Yeah, I, oh. um, I don't really have anything else really to contribute at this time. Um, okay. I'm, just, uh, I'm just looking forward to um, um, building a foundation and, mm-hmm. um, you know, working at, working at change now. I, I think that um, there's uh, enough of us has come together and, and there's enough of us out there putting out information and um, a lot of opportunities for people to tell their own individual stories. And, um, and we've all learned so much from that. Um, but now uh, we need to create a venue where we can come together and, as a group, make a change and, and stop taking this personally or reflecting on our, um, our our personal experiences and coming together and fighting as a whole. And um, that's where the difference is going to be made. And that's what I'd like to see be achieved in the next year. And I hope to be a, a forerunner in this achievement and this change. Oh, I have nothing but great aspirations for you, Ms. McCaffin. Absolutely. There's nothing you can't achieve. And with that, everyone, I want everyone to give Marnie McCaffin a crazy applause. This woman has really shared a vast wealth of information tonight. I'm going to unmute the room. And um, again, we have Marnie's information from Facebook. She'll also have uh, a GoFundMe page. We should contribute. This is a great cause, and I am a believer that uh, Marnie is one hell of a woman and definitely an active activist. Please um, constantly give her and her son our prayers for safety and passage into Las Vegas. Keep them safe and well. And uh, Marnie, please don't be a stranger. You're always, always invited, never expected on the show. I always want you to know that. You, um, and, you have... know, and I, no, I, I appreciate you because you're doing this 
one opportunity um, to, to learn and, and uh, be. And um, I want to be more involved. Like I said, I, I've been um, dealing with the past five weeks. I'm incarcerated half my week. And, uh, you know, and then uh, coming out of that, I've just been overwhelmed with um, the attempts of this move and everything else going on. So um, here after this next week and the finalization of all of that, um, I, I plan on being much more involved. Um, that would be good. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, that would be wonderful, Marnie. But in the meantime, you and your son are, will be in my prayers, you guys, and as well as the group tonight. Everyone uh, that has joined the call again, I thank you. I think we have some good causes. Like I said, we are the persecuted saints. We're a new kind of jack, flavor, target, trying to tackle this beast. As the new young people say, I'm dropping the mic. And I want to thank all of you for joining tonight and have a very safe and blessed evening.